Hello and welcome to the Life Tools podcast. In school, we learned history and algebra, foreign languages and chemistry, but nobody taught us tools for life. How do we deal with self-doubt? What are beliefs and how do they influence us? How do we find ourselves when we feel lost? And how do we make a healthy decision? Many people learn these things much later in life, after three, four, even five decades of existence, and often the hard way. For a few, like myself, I had to learn them very early. I created this podcast to share with you the tools that have helped me greatly in my own life. They're small actions anybody can take that bring big results over time. Let's get to it. Hi everyone! We are already two weeks into 2021. I know it's cliche to say time flies, but it does feel that way. I hope things are going great for you, that whatever you are working on right now is slowly but surely taking shape. In this episode, we are going to talk about love languages. The essence of a relationship, whether that's parent-child relationships, romantic relationships, or friendships, is to express our love and care for the other person. By expressing this love and care, we nourish the relationship. I believe that most, if not all of us, are well-intentioned people. We love our partner, our parent, our child, our friend. But why then do misunderstandings happen? How is it that there are people who feel unloved? I have felt unloved many times. I'm sure you have too. Everyone has. During these moments we felt unloved, were we really unloved? Or was love there, but we just didn't perceive it? We just didn't feel it? It goes the other way as well. Sometimes there's someone in our life we love dearly, but they don't always feel the depth of our love for them. Enter love languages. If you've never heard of this term, it's a theory developed by Gary Chapman. He's a counselor and minister, I think, who wrote the book, The Five Love Languages. He says that through his practice, he noticed that different people express and perceive love in different ways. And understanding these different ways can greatly improve our relationships. The way we express and perceive love is called a love language. Not unlike a language like English that we use to communicate with someone what we are thinking and feeling, and in turn, the other person does the same so that we know what they are thinking and feeling. There are five love languages. They are quality time, physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, and gifts. We have all five to some degree, but most of us will have a primary one. It is through this primary love language that we most express love towards other people and perceive love from other people. To describe each briefly, quality time means spending time with someone with your full attention on each other. This time together brings about a feeling of closeness. That could be taking a walk or playing a word game or watching a movie. This is different from being physically with each other, but each of you are doing your own thing, like when he or she is playing a video game and you're reading a book. The second is physical touch. This can be any form of touch that expresses affection or love. Holding hands, hugging, putting your arms around someone, sex, cuddling. Acts of service means, as the term suggests, rendering someone a service in order to make their life better or easier. If they are moving houses, for example, you help them with the logistics or help carry stuff. 
If their computer is broken, you fix it for them. If they're busy or don't like to cook, you make them a meal or bring them breakfast in bed. Next, words of affirmation. They are words that lift a person up. I love you. You're the best. I believe in you. You're incredible. I admire you. You're the best in the world. I am so lucky to have you, etc. This does not refer just to spoken language. It can also be expressed in letters or sweet little surprise notes. Lastly, gifts. These can be physical objects, tickets to a concert, or a gift certificate to a spa, a class you pay for that the other person has been wanting to take, anything that you think is going to be of value to the other person. Meaning, it has to be a thoughtful gift, not just a quick object to grab in a shop just for the sake of having something to give. So, how do we know what our love language is? There is a test online to know. Just do a quick Google search Gary Chapman Love Language Test. Otherwise, a quick way to know is to ask yourself When do I feel the most loved? Is it when I spend an interrupted time with someone? Is it when someone takes me in their arms? Is it when they surprise me with a gift on an ordinary day? Or when they help me keep my space organized? Is it when they're verbally expressive? Asking yourself these questions can really help you identify your primary love language. It's important to know our love language because quite often the way we perceive love is the way we express love. My love language, for example, is quality time, which means that when I love someone, I am most likely to block off a chunk of my time to be with them fully. It also means that of all the possible things someone could do for me, it's quality time that I appreciate the most. From this awareness, we can then ask what's my spouse's love language, or my friend's, or my mom's? Is it the same as mine? One of the keys to improving relationships is to learn the other person's love language. I repeat, we have to learn the other person's love language. Why? Because if I communicate in a way that they're not necessarily perceiving to be love, then it creates a gap. It's like telling someone I love you in Russian when they don't speak Russian. To give you a personal example, for the first 20 years or so of my life, I truly believed my dad didn't love me. He was always working, he rarely spent time with us, and he was very strict, he never hugged us, never complimented us. When I discovered the five love languages, I finally understood that he does love me. He has always loved me, but his love language is different from mine. For him, it's gifts. I recalled so many times he would give me money or offer to give me a new phone or give me a new planner. One time he saw me eyeing a top at a shop, and the next thing I knew, he had bought it for me. For two decades, I did not understand that this was his way of expressing love because gifts are the lowest on my list of love languages. In fact, I thought the fact that he only ever gives gifts is proof he doesn't love us. It's so easy to buy something for someone. I want time with him. And he can't give it. He doesn't love me. Boy, was I wrong. To this day, when he offers me something, I remind myself this is my dad saying he loves me. And I let that sink in. It has greatly improved my relationship with him. I'm also learning to communicate love by way of the recipient's love language. My husband's love language, for example, is physical touch. I was very awkward with touch before. I come from a very traditional Chinese family where people almost never express affection through touch. 
So in the beginning of my relationship with my husband, I rarely touched him. And then he told me gently one time, you don't touch me enough. I understood then that his love language is physical touch. Subsequently, I trained myself to touch him more. I could see how lit up he would be every time I did this. Even putting my arm around him when we walk makes him very happy. This was great encouragement for me to keep learning to be comfortable with touch. Today, I love touch. It has also become one of my love languages. You can make a fun little detective game out of figuring out your love language and the love language of your loved ones. Experiment with this. It'll make a positive difference in your life, I promise. And if you're up for it, go read Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. That's all for today. I hope you found this helpful. Till our next episode, bye! Bye!